0: Chapter Four, Hosea Chapter Four, well, a little more difficult uh, passage of scripture to find. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. It's there in the Minor Prophets. But I want to read three verses to you. And tonight I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about the dangers of ignorance. And uh, when I talk about ignorance, I'm not talking about you know being ignorant, uh, you know concerning. Maybe in things like science there's there's uh I'm talking about being ignorance of the Word of God ignorance of the Bible and ignorance does not mean that you're dumb it does not mean that you have some kind of mental uh, incapability it's it's not a mental problem it's just if you don't know something about a certain area then you're ignorant in that area I know we use that as an insult but that's uh, not exactly what it is there's plenty of areas where I am ignorant that if, if uh, you try asking me questions on it, then I'm just going to look at you like I'm dumb because I'm ignorant in that area. Don't, don't ask me to fix your computer problems. Uh, I'm ignorant in those, in those areas. I'm, I, I guess I know a couple things, but for the most part, I'm not real smart. Don't ask me uh, how to fix your vehicle. I am ignorant when it comes to most mechanical things. And, uh, and of course any area where you have ignorance there's going to be problems uh, obviously I get very frustrated trying to do things on the computer sometimes because of areas where I'm ignorant um, I've had whenever I've tried fixing things maybe on my car it hasn't ended good because my ignorance in that area caused me problems maybe I did things wrong and I made the situation even worse And it wasn't that I was a bad person, it wasn't that I wanted to destroy my car. The problem was I was ignorant in that area, and it got me in trouble, and there are dangers to being ignorant of the Word of God in Hosea chapter four, verse six through eight. It says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. And thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. And they were increased so that they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people and they set their heart on their iniquity." So tonight I want to talk about the dangers of ignorance. And I want us to talk about some things that we learn from this Scripture. And one of those things is that lack of knowledge is a choice. Lack of knowledge is a choice. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. They rejected it. They didn't want to know what God wanted them to do. They didn't want to know what the Word of God was. We see throughout the Bible where they... uh, they rejected the words of the prophets. God spoke many times through prophets during that time. And He would send these prophets and many times they would take the prophets and they would throw them in prison. Sometimes they would kill them or they would run them out of the land. And because they didn't listen to these guys, they were ignorant about what God wanted them to do. And they got in trouble. And the truth is, even though they tried to plead ignorance, it didn't work because they chose that ignorance. And Jeremiah chapter 5, and verse 20, says, "...declare this in the house of Jacob, and publish it in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at My presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet can they not prevail, Though they roar, yet they not pass over it. Notice how it says they have eyes and see not, and ears and hear not. The problem was not that these people were blind and that they were deaf. The problem is they had what they needed, but they weren't using it. They weren't using their eyes. God would show them things, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't see it. They didn't look at it. God would send them messages, but they wouldn't hear it. Audibly, yes, they could hear it, but they. Weren't hearing it. They weren't receiving it. They weren't listening to it. Uh, you know, you can sit in a church, and unless you have a hearing problem, you can hear what I'm saying. But there's a difference between being able to hear me and hearing me to where, okay, I hear you. You ever anybody say that? I hear you. Uh, are they saying, okay, I can? You're loud enough now. No, they're saying, I understand what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm receiving this, and they had what they needed. But they they refused that knowledge, and the truth is that if you don't know Scripture, it's because you don't want to. We reject people today are rejecting the knowledge of the Scripture. Acts seventeen eleven says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. These people they they searched the Scriptures it's going to take some time to get Bible knowledge. You can't just go and read it one time and then boom, you know everything. It's supposed to be a lifelong process. Something that we're always working on. Every day we need to be getting in the Word of God, reading it, studying it. You need to be in the house of God and doing what you can to learn because you never know when you're going to need a certain Scripture. You know, it's very possible that what's being preached tonight might be the very thing that somebody else, that somebody needed, but they weren't there to hear it. The very script, a lot of the mistakes that people make throughout the week, maybe if they'd have been in their Bible that morning, they would have seen a scripture that would have helped them make a better choice. Maybe before they lost their temper, maybe they'd have read a passage about anger and. It would have motivated them to do the right thing and they could have avoided a great problem. But lack of knowledge, it is a choice. We can't, I know, I know when I was a kid, we'd sometimes try to use ignorance as an excuse. Well, I didn't know. And that would only get you so far. You know, mom and dad, it didn't work most of the time. Uh, I, I told the kids this story once when we were in school. One day we were out there and we're, we're on break and we're, we're playing and having a good time. and... We knew it was getting close to being time for recess to be over. And we got up in this one area in the playground where the teachers couldn't see us. And we were kind of hanging out up there. And we sat up there and we plugged our ears. And we we're kind of making noise because we thought if we didn't hear them tell us to go back to work, then we couldn't tr- get in trouble for not going back to work. And we were up there for a while. And you know it was getting to be a good five or ten minutes after. and we, And we knew it. So we didn't have a watch. But we, we knew. you know, We all have those internal clocks. And also, we're like, you know what? We better go in. And I remember we went in. The teacher's like, what are you guys doing? So we didn't hear anybody say the break was over. And we were telling the truth. We didn't hear anybody say break was over. But uh, they weren't real understanding, and they just made us miss the next break. And it, it, it didn't really work. Because that ignorance that we had, it was willful ignorance. We wanted to be ignorant. We didn't want to know. A lot of times that's why kids don't ask their parents for permission in certain areas. They don't want to know what mom or dad is going to say. And the truth is, it's because they know that it's probably not going to be what they want to hear. So they think if I remain ignorant, I'm okay. And it's as though the world thinks if I don't know what the Bible says, that I can't be held accountable for it. If we, That's why I think people want to get Bibles out of the school. They want to get Bibles. They don't want the Ten Commandments hanging up in the courtrooms. They think that if we're ignorant to what the Bible says, then we can't be held accountable for it. But the truth is, we are just as accountable as if we had that verse memorized. And we see also in here that lack of knowledge is no excuse. It says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. God does. God's not pleased with that lack of knowledge. He's not going to let it be an excuse. And in Proverbs chapter 1, if you want to turn over there, this passage of Scripture, it could be a very frightening passage of Scripture, but I think it's a good one. It says, "...but ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof." In other words, you ignored it. You didn't pay attention to it. You didn't listen to my reproof. So in verse 26 of chapter 1, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call upon Me, but I will not answer. They shall seek Me early, but they shall not find Me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They hated knowledge. They would none of My counsel. And they despised all My reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. That, that Scripture there, it's it's harsh. That's a harsh passage of Scripture. But it's completely true. And one thing that we see all the time today is we are seeing people that are suffering as a result of their sins... And sadly people a lot of these things areas where people are suffering suffering they've never been taught the truth I mean we see what's going on with relationships these days I mean it's it's absolutely horrible and you've got all these people shacking up with different people all the time and they wonder why their relationships are a mess and that doesn't work but they've ne- they've never been taught things like. You know, about they've never been taught the importance of the sanctity of marriage. They haven't been taught that. They haven't been taught, uh, you know, things like it is good for a man not to touch a woman. That that are supposed to, They haven't been taught those kind of things. They're taught from a young child that you're supposed to date around and try everybody out, and and then they want they basically train them and they get them used to breaking up, and then they wonder why marriages don't work. It's uh, it's a really it's a huge lack of knowledge. But the truth is, the world has chosen that. And whenever things end, and they end bad and it's horrible, and you see the mess these people are in, I think about this passage that it says, I will laugh at their calamity. I will mock when their fear cometh. It's going to end, and it's going to end bad. And these people, they're going to call on God. But it's too late. It's way too late. And they say, I didn't know. But the truth is, that's that's not God's fault that's their fault they would none of my counsel they despise all my reproof the truth is many of the things that we're teaching in church today about you know about just moral purity and things like that people laugh at people will people will mock it and then they want and then all of a sudden they destruction comes for them then they're calling out on God. And it's like they're getting it right back, and I know that sounds harsh, and this is not uh, God is not giving us the right and the okay to laugh at people when they're down. That's not up to us. We're not going to mock them when things get bad. But I believe God God said He was going to do that because they they rejected knowledge. I mean, I can think there were many times as a young man when I was even a teenager. Where a lot of the guys that I worked with, they would laugh and mock me because I never tried alcohol, I never tried the cigarettes or drugs, I never tried it. I mean, I got made fun of so many times because I never had a girlfriend until, uh, you know, I was almost twenty, and I married the first girlfriend I had, my wife, and we, you know, we we stayed pure until we were married, and boy, you talk about getting made fun of but we've had a great marriage for 11 years now. And many of these very people that made fun of me, they have had their relationships crash and burn so bad that it's just absolutely horrible. And they don't know what's happened. The truth is they were ignorant about the way it was supposed to be done. And that's that's their fault. The truth is it's our responsibility to learn the Scripture. Many—it's not It's not just... Your parents have said, well, I wasn't raised that way. I've had people give me that excuse. Well, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised this way. Uh-uh. I thank God I was raised being taught the Word of God. I feel very privileged. And I do not think I'm something special because I've avoided a lot of the problems. A lot of it is because I was raised that way. And I thank God for that. and I don't take that lightly. And I do believe that God has some high expectations from me because I was given that privilege. But at the same time, it's not just the parents' job. As an individual, we ought to look. It's not just the church's job. There's churches today that aren't teaching people anything. I mean, just absolutely nothing. When it comes to uh, you know, having standards and convictions in their lives about staying away from certain sins, just not teaching their people anything. I mean, all kinds of garbage going on in the church with the leaders in the church and sometimes even the pastor. And then they wonder why they're, the people in their church's lives are a mess. They're not teaching them anything. But you know, it's not just the church's job. Ultimately, the responsibility, it falls on us. It's not just... The school's job. We we live in a society today where people are depending on the school for absolutely everything. They want the school to teach them, you know, about I mean, you know, schools are supposed to be teaching basically the reading, writing, and arithmetic. But now it's like all they're teaching is all this social stuff. They're one that they've got the sex education in the schools and parents are determined. you know, depending on the school to kind of Get their heads, kids' heads screwed on straight when it comes to that stuff. Listen, don't depend on them for that. You need to teach them. And the truth is, the school's not teaching it right. They're teaching some pretty goofy stuff about that. Teaching them it's okay if you know men want to marry men and girls want to marry girls, and that it's just it's absolutely wicked. And yet people are depending on the school to train their kids in these areas. And it's no wonder there's so many perverts out there today and we don't want it. and that lack of knowledge it's not going to be an excuse for it these people that are uh, are that have never read the word of god never been taught anything there's going to be consequences as a result of that and listen if we really have compassion and care we're going to do what we can to get the word of god to them that's why we need to be you know spreading the gospel We've got we've got to be getting people getting people to turn to Christ and getting them in the house of God so they could learn these things and avoid some huge problems. You know there there are so many people that I've known throughout the years in churches that you know they hear the they they get saved later in life or they get in a good church later in life and the one thing they always say man I wish I was taught this when I was a teenager. I wish I I wish I'd been taught that and I wish I'd known this. And I always just tell them well, you know what? Make sure everybody else knows. Make sure you teach your kids. Listen, just because uh, you weren't trained that way doesn't mean your kids don't have to be. You can teach them. You can start things right with them. You can start a good heritage. By having parents, churches, or even a school that teaches you the Bible, it it is a blessing, but it's not a right. It's not something that's guaranteed. It's not something that uh you know we're always in this world today we everybody's constantly talking about their rights you know this right that right animal rights women's rights i mean just you know and, and I, I believe in rights and everything but good night we're talking way too much about that stuff and it's funny we're it's like we think we get our rights from the government and we're always going to the government to guarantee our rights and, you know the only rights i worry about are the ones are the god-given rights and if those rights are violated, I believe God can handle those who violate those rights. And I don't go run into the government every time something doesn't go my way. I go to God in prayer and let Him deal with it. And God does a very good job at that. That's just kind of a side note there. But uh, we thi- uh, the lack of knowledge, it's no excuse. Lack of knowledge, it can also bring pain to those around us. This is another verse. I'm sharing some verses with you all tonight that are not popular verses. Ones that people don't really like very much. You're not going to hear these ones read in too many churches. But Exodus 34.7 says, "...keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children..." And upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation, that's a scary verse right there. That lack of knowledge it will bring pain to those around you. Many, there may be some in here. You've, there's areas where you've suffered as a result of maybe something that your parents did, and maybe you know you go and you search back a little bit, you find out your grandparents did the same thing. You go back a little farther; their great grandparents might have done the same thing, and that's the way it happens. And thank God, this is another message. But thank God, we can break those curses. There are curses that we can pass down to our descendants, but our God can break those curses, and we can overcome those things. And start and instead of passing down curses, we can pass down blessings. And I'll probably I'll probably preach a sermon on that in the near future. And I and I tell you this verse that we just read, while it's scary, it can be exciting. Because there's another example in the Bible. This also applies. If we do good, we can pass blessings on to the third and fourth generation. 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 12. This was talking about James. It says, "...this was the word of the Lord which He spake unto Jehu, saying, Thy sons shall sit on the throne of Israel unto the fourth generation." And so it came to pass. If you study Israel during that time, the kingdom was constantly going from one hand to another, from one family to another. Uh, it was, this was the northern kingdom and uh, they were wicked most of the time. But Jehu came along. Jehu was a good king. And as a, uh, one of the ways that God blessed Jehu is He kept the kingdom and His family to the fourth generation. That, was, that kind of thing wasn't happening very much during that time. But it did with him. And his son, his grandson, and his great-grandson were blessed because of what Jehu did. Because, And we can pass those kind of things on to our kids. You can break those curses in your life and pass on some things that are good. They might not even know why they're being blessed. But God remembers. God knows. But that lack of knowledge will bring pain to those around you. If you're not a good parent, your children are going to suffer if you're not. If we're not a good witness as a people uh, to, uh, to others, folks are going to die in their sins and go to hell. If, we're, if I'm not a good Christian, if you're not a good Christian, our church will suffer. It will have problems when we sin. It brings pain, not just pain to us; it brings pain to those around us. And many people today are sinning and they don't even know it. And they're not only destroying their own life, they're destroying the lives of their families. They're causing pain to people around them. And then they sit around and they wonder why everything's so bad. And they could find out why. They could get a solution if they would go to the Word of God. If they would seek counsel from the Word of God. But people don't want to know. They could find out if they went to church and got under the preaching of the Word of God, I've talked to many people that have said that they don't like going to church. They don't like some guy getting up in the pulpit and you know telling them what they should and shouldn't do. And listen, I'm not into telling people what to do. I don't. If I need to boss anybody around, I got five kids. I can boss them around. I don't need to boss around other people. I don't try to tell anybody what to do, but I do try to tell people what the Bible says and the Holy Spirit. Maybe speaking to their hearts and saying, You need to do that or you need to stop doing that. And the thing is, people don't like that because they like their sin so much. And they're rejecting knowledge. They don't want to go, they don't want to learn that what they're doing is wrong. And that what they're doing is going to have consequences. I mean, uh, you know, how many people, how many, you know, I haven't been to any of them, but I wonder how many bars here in town have pictures of. Livers that are destroyed from alcohol. Or I wonder how many stores that sell cigarettes in town have pictures of a black lung from somebody that smoked and, got, and ended up getting cancer. I wonder how many places have that. No, they're not going to put that up. You know why? People don't want to know that. They don't want to be reminded of that. They don't want to see those pictures. It's like they think... Just let me live in this fantasy world that says I'll be fine without those things. People, going, you know, every time I go to the gas station, I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm always in a hurry and I'm always in line behind the people that are buying all the lottery tickets and things and taking forever. And I just want to tell them, say, folks, you realize you're never going to get ahead in this area. You're not. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning And I actually just talked to somebody the other day and kind of got struck by lightning. They were real close to one, but it just doesn't happen. It's it's very rare. But they want to live in this fantasy world. They think that this is giving them a chance to make things better for their life. No, you're just getting yourself in worse financial trouble. But they'd rather live in that fantasy world of thinking I might end up becoming rich someday if I keep playing the stupid game. They don't want to know the statistics on it. They don't want to hear about all the people who, even after they win the lottery, end up in financial, you know, worse financial trouble not long after it. They don't want to know. They don't want to know the truth. And that lack of knowledge, it will bring pain. Then, fourthly, lack of knowledge, it's also, you can't even put God's hand against us. James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double minded. Right there we see that God resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Disobedience to the law brings the same consequences whether it was done in ignorance or defiance. Either way, it's going to end bad. If I go and jump off a cliff, I know that it's going to end bad. I have that knowledge. And it's going to end bad. Now, my daughter Allie, she doesn't have that knowledge. But at the same time, just because she's ignorant, if she jumps off the cliff, it's going to end bad for her too because falling off a cliff ends bad every time whether you're ignorant whether you're about it or whether you're defiant it's going to be bad and when you sin it's whether you do it in ignorance or defiance it's going to end bad god may be more merciful to those who are ignorant he may but at the same time it will be uh, it's going to end bad. Sin is always destructive. But if you desire to please God, He knows your heart and He'll not let you get away with sin, but will give you opportunities to learn what's right. I believe if people really want to know the truth, if they really have a desire to do the right thing, that God will bring people in their life that will teach them. God will, uh, He'll bring somebody, a Christian in your life, that will share the gospel with you. God will uh, help you find the right church. God can do those things and He does all the time. But most people, they're not interested. They don't have that desire. But if you do, God will help you. God has given us everything we need to have the knowledge we need to do right all the time. Everything you need is right here in this book. It's all here. It's all written down for us in His Word, and we, God has given us His Word. He's given us His commandments. He's given us examples. It's right here. If we would follow it, things would be so much better. But many people, they feel like if I stay ignorant to it, I'm going to be okay. Ignorance is not going to protect you. Ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. I challenge you to tell a police officer I didn't know the speed limit was only 45. They don't care. You break the law, they want to write you a ticket. I didn't know it was against the law to hold up a gas station. It was a fake gun. <laughs> they're, they're they're gonna laugh at you. You break the law. Uh, and, you know that's why uh, on taxes boy, when you get your taxes on, they've got a gazillion laws with taxes. And for years, I always made sure I took my. I, I went to a tax preparer because. I was ignorant concerning tax laws. And so I wanted somebody who knew what they were doing. And that way, I didn't break any laws. Because I didn't want to get in trouble. The IRS, man, they're powerful and they can do whatever they want to. you. And then I found out after doing taxes that a lot of the tax preparers, they don't know that much about tax law either. And uh, you can get yourself in trouble there. But ignorance of the law, it's no excuse. And that applies to the Word of God. And... Listen, we've we've got Bibles all over. You can go anywhere and get a Bible. You can get them cheap. We've got we've got churches like this one that teach the Word of God. We have we have time. We can get Bible on the computer these days. We can get Bible on audio. I mean, we we've got so much stuff at our disposal, so we can learn the Word of God and so we can study the Word of God. And we don't want to ignore it because that ignorance ignorance of the Word of God will get us in trouble every time. And there's, there's, even now, I learn things sometimes like, man, I wish I'd have known that a long time ago. I, I wish I'd have known that. And if I don't know something from the Bible, especially at this point in my life, it's nobody's fault but my own. I understand if you've uh, maybe been saved later in life, uh, You know, it's different, but you know what? Right now, though, start searching. And if you do, God will help you. So let's all stand together. Tonight, with our heads bowed, eyes closed.